Welcome to the Farm Yarns Podcast, where we rip off the filters and get stuck into some topics. Have something you want said? Let us know by email farmyarns at farmsofice.com.au. There'll be some of these, but there'll also be some of these. But we can get kids um, in front of the agricultural world, I think the more um, they'll embrace it generation after generation. G'day and welcome to this week's segment of Farm Yarns where we dive behind the audio to find out who inspires our guests, what motivates them, what they would like to debunk and also what resources they lean on to get the most out of their agri-business. So let's get down to it, Farm Yarns. again. Well, Lawrence, you had we had you on earlier on in the week talking everything KSH within the sugar industry and your passion really... Sh- shine through the clouds there and came down and for those that not in the industry caught a glimpse of it and those in the industry actually had a good little update to see what the innovation is going on but welcome to farm yarns lawrence thanks jack thanks for having me again absolutely so we're getting into a different industry here and routines may or may not change but what's your morning routine look for me jack it's uh wake up in the morning um go and have a coffee try and get to the gym for a for a good little hour session um yep. it's a good way just to clear the mind um and then embrace whatever meeting or or email might come across my desk but that's my morning ritual that's a good way to say embrace waiting for those emails to start rolling in. <laughs> yeah and before we continue in this episode i wanted to ask in the last episode with queso h do you have a sweet tooth being in the sugar industry or you tend away from the lollies no, I actually do have a sweet tooth, but it's more um to the chocolate. Um, I'm a big fan of chocolate. Not so much the cakes or, or yep. ice creams, but um yeah, definitely the um chocolate and lollies. What's your chocolate block that you go for? Surely fruit and nut. No, it's the um old gold original. Oh geez. Yeah. That's out there. I, I just had to ask. I'm a lolly fiend. Any lolly, sour especially, um, gets me going. So Beautiful. Good to hear that you've got a sweet tooth. Being in the industry, quite easy as well. Yeah. And actually, what's a billet? Have you ever chewed down on a billet? It wouldn't be sweet yet, would it? Yeah, it actually, it actually is, but it's a, it's a different type of sweet. It's actually, you know, um, every now and again when you're waiting for the cane harvester to pull up or a farmer to come over and have a yarn, um, you normally do break off a little bit. It's a different sweet, but it's um you can't have too much of it because it actually makes you feel a little bit unwell. It's very, very sweet. Um, so, and of course that then changes with different varieties of um, the sugar cane as well. Yeah, right. Good to, good to see and here, but for yourself, this is a pretty cool question. We get different responses all the time, but in 60 seconds, tell me your first memory on farm. My first memory on farm would be sitting in a, case ih international trike um tractor um with a good family friend understanding that it was very important not to run over the sugar cane beautiful and i think as every young kid in agriculture or not in agriculture outside of it hopping in that piece of machinery really got the blood flowing and thinking of getting into ag and doing the crop definitely definitely i think um I think the more that the more that we can get kids um, in front of the agricultural world, 
I think the more um, they'll embrace it generation after generation. Yeah, 100%. And wherever their sensors are, hopping in the tractor maybe for one person, but also doing the office works or something for the younger ones, maybe what they're more inclined towards. But for yourself, along your professional and also personal experiences, being a generational farmer, who's been your most influential person in your life? Um, would be my um, father and uncle. Um, they're two people that um, joined the industry at a very young age. My father joined the industry at the age of 14 yep. um, and still continues in the industry today. And also my uncle, the, the industry has taken him all around Australia, um, working wholly and solely on agricultural equipment. Unreal. That might be just another piece of farms advice we might have to tap into later. We'll have to get the details off you. Yep. More than happy to have a chat. Absolutely. And, and if you'd like to debunk about the sugar industry, is there any out there? Um, no, not really. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say there's too much out there um, as such. Um, no. All good. Um, and how do you look at risk in life and work? Look for me, for me, um, risk both in life and at a work level um it's all about trying to take the risk but having the control on the risk um so then you can control the outcome and make sure that it's um, a measurable outcome uh, risk risk i think allows you to grow um, both as a person and your knowledge um once upon a time i was probably scared of risk um, but coming into case ih Australia um, at the age of 24 um, it was a big risk for me at that time but it's something that also has been very energizing and rewarding um, so risk I think you need to me measure it um, but also don't be scared of the outcome yeah definitely I think that's a really well put towards risk and how it works in life and work but for yourself what's one tool you couldn't live without um, I couldn't live without my own time. Um, I'm a person where I'm very always going, going, going. Um, I live in a small country town of Eyre um, up in North Queensland um, where I have a lot of customers um, and I'm always on the go. I'm always very highly strung because I like to talk to our customers and embrace what they're doing within our local community. So for me, one thing I couldn't live without is my own time. I like to come, come and debrief myself on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, and like I said earlier in this podcast, you know, going to the gym in the morning and even at nighttime, you know, before I cook dinner or whatnot, I like to have a glass of wine and just debrief on the day. Um, so for me, I couldn't live without my own time. A bit of me time never hurts anyone. Is it a glass of red or a glass of white? And it's a glass of red. Beautiful. I do like a red. I'm not the biggest fan of white, but it's growing on me. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little bit the same. Absolutely. And if you could go back to your 18-year-old self, what would be the one piece of advice you'd give, or maybe even 14 in that transitional period of what your dad was? Um, for me, the one piece of advice that I would give myself back then, um, or even at the age of 18, was... Um, Take every opportunity with two hands. Don't do it half-hearted. Beautifully put. And I think you're doing 
nothing half-hearted. The passion you've shown in the last two episodes has been pretty phenomenal and uh, how you get your work done. And talking of work done, what, what time of period of the day do you actually get your best work done? You go to the gym in the morning. Does that set you up for the win the day? Yeah, so so talking to overseas, um, our factories, you know, they you know, if you look at Brazil, they're actually twelve hours um behind us. Um, so for me, the you know, get home from the gym, say around six thirty in the morning, um, have a little bit of breakfast, normally in front of the computer or, or the download of the emails has already happened. So from seven o'clock till nine thirty is probably my um peak time. I like to punch everything out that I have to have either answered or questions I would like to ask to the factory yep. or to the platform teams. Um, so yeah, probably probably that early early morning period for me, Jack, is when I'm um, up and going. But also talking to Austria um, and Basilton on the different um, tractor ranges, both Puma and Optum ranges. It's then again, say from five o'clock um, to seven o'clock at night. So. They're probably my two peak periods. Well, managed, and especially across different time zones too, I'd imagine. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, also in saying that the guys on the other side of the world are very understanding as well, which is good and helps. Good to hear. And what would be your number one productivity hack? Um, you may have touched on it a little bit before, but can you expand on it if that's the same thing? Yeah, it, it, it definitely is. Like for me, I think... Um, it's about trying to clear your mind from one one situation to another situation, trying to take the emotions um, and the the effects out of play. Yeah. Um, for me, for me, Jack, um, customers are front and center of everything that I do um, from a work point of view. For me, as a personal person, it's um, about you know um, friends, family, um, partners, and life. I, I think for me, I try and give it 100%, but I also give each different situation 100% of my mind, 100% of my ability um, and carrying over some of uh, the feelings and emotions from one situation to another does dilute the outcome. So for me, um, you know, and something, Jack, if you ever get time, look it up on YouTube. I love it so much. It's called your third space, allowing yourself to be distanced, from the last, um, from the last thing that you came out out of, and putting a hundred percent into the next. Beautiful, and I think you're the man with all the answers. Did you always want to be in agriculture? Yes, yes. Yeah. So I, I think for me, it um, it also started. You know, very, very, very young. Um, I had, uh, I've got an Italian heritage, um, and my um, nunnal always used to have his own veggie patch and understanding. You know. When, when a plant would turn into seed and then turn into a new plant the following year um, or preparing the ground for, for the next veggie patch. I think um, dirt was always under my nails um, and I really, really did enjoy it. I also did enjoy, uh, sorry, enjoy um, building. Um, I used to be a kid that used to muck around with balsa wood boats or um, you know, dad used to bring me home an old whipper snipper from uh, from the dump that I used to pull apart and try and understand. So agricultural, pulling stuff apart, thinking of different ways um, was definitely always in my mind. And I think agricultural brings all of that together. Yeah, it certainly does. And I think when I was a 
kid, I used to pull everything apart and I'd see the motor in a wash old washing machine. I was like, I'll I'll turn that into a boat. Never happened, but I had the idea, so that's what counts. Yeah, and that's what's great about agriculture was about having the ideas and the dreams and um, being able to bring them alive for a different outcome or a better outcome. 100% and well put. But for this one, we'll end it in a tongue twister and another question after. But if you weren't doing what you're doing, what would Lawrence be doing? Um, helping people with mental health. I... I'm very, very passionate about um, that situation within agricultural. It can be, it can be sometimes a very lonely place um, out in the farm. It can also be a very lonely place when you're sitting in a header or a cane harvest or even a tractor for, for that sake um, there by yourself. So for me, again, it's um, mental health. It's about you know, keeping that glass um, full for the right reasons. Um, so if I wasn't doing what I'm doing today and loving what I'm doing today, it would definitely be working in the mental health um, system. Yeah, beautiful. And also keeping that glass full, um, full of positive things to work on yourself and keep you occupied or even going back to what you said before about you having your me time with that glass of red. And I think that can be quite powerful as well. So, but if you have anyone working within mental health streams, I'm trying to deliver an episode a month or something just to keep that in front of mind um, for farms out there. So there'll be something else to talk about. Yeah, great. You know, I work with a with a local group here um, that I'd be more than happy to talk about, um, you know, CAUSE, which, is, uh, which was developed many years ago um, due to a terrible situation. And, um, yeah, we, we do workshops um, all around Queensland, um, you know, trying to get people more aware of mental health and um, and how um, life changing it can be by having that conversation with someone and and actually asking the words, "Are you okay?" Yeah, amazing, Lawrence, and good to see it's happening up there in Queensland as well. And but before you go, we need some good book recommendations. Are you a bookworm within agriculture or further afield, fiction, nonfiction? Look, I, I do um, like to read. I, w I wouldn't say I'm the best reader, but I do like to um, to have a read. Um, and it was actually recommended to me by a very close friend earlier this year called The Happiest Man on Earth. Um, I don't know if you've heard that, but it's, um, it's about a person that went to, to war, um, but then also went through all the terrible um different camps um but then also came out of the other side and made um some big changes and um made some big um push forwards in his own life and also changed other people's lives so for me the happiest man on earth is a very dark story but comes out with a with a beautiful light at the end of it and and i think that's also um what we do in agriculture you know we we sometimes have the downs and when the downs are down um the ups are, are always definitely higher and we try to bounce back as high as we can so for me i do take a lot out of um the happiest man on earth um look it took me a long time to read it because i was coming backwards and forwards from it but it's definitely a book that i recommend um to anybody out there that likes a, a good read and something that really gets you motivated to to make a difference absolutely and i think it may have changed you because coming off these two episodes you've done really well and i've actually got that book sitting on my shelf i just haven't got around to reading that one i've got a fair few in front of it currently but oh, well, you, you got to read it jack it's fantastic 
Absolutely. It's a great recommendation. And off the back of that, thanks for coming on to Farm Yarns, Lawrence. Great to see the person behind the audio. What's going on and what's actually the key drivers of what you do? Thanks for having me, Jack. Appreciate your time. You can't actually see what I'm wearing for every conversation, but be sure I'm wearing a Farms of Ice Green, as I like to call it, kindly supplied by Stockman & Co. By the farmers for the land. Jason and the team over there do a stellar job, so check them out at stockmanandco.com. Get some quality work shirts, footy shorts, hats and more for this summer. Make sure you use the discount code that they supply just for Farms of Ice listeners. Farms of Ice, 10. Make sure you get into it. This Farms of Ice episode does not stop here. Come and join the conversation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. And even join our Facebook group. Go to farmsadvice.com.au for more on this episode and spread the hashtag farmsadvice to your mates. If you can leave a review on Apple or Spotify, that will let other farmers find us too. But until then, see you next Tuesday. In the spirit of reconciliation, the Farms Advice podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander people today.